Hey, in today's show, we've got a really sexy topic. We're going to talk about Google Analytics. Now, I know people don't get excited about analytics and data, but the fact of the matter is businesses that track their data, that use the data to get better, succeed. And those that don't get lucky, I suppose, occasionally. So I'm speaking in this show with Jeff Sauer. He is a Google Analytics expert and trainer and we're going to talk about some of the things, the most important things. We don't get to in the weeds. It's the most important things that you need to know so that you can get the most out of your data so that you can improve your business by getting the most out of your data. Check it out. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jansen. My guest today is Jeff Sauer. He's a digital marketing speaker, professor, and Google Analytics consultant. So, Jeff, thanks for joining me. Hey, John. Hey, thanks for having me, John. You bet. So, so tell me about the professor part. Where are you? Where are you uh, professing? Yeah, I'm an adjunct faculty member at the University of St. Thomas in, in Minneapolis and in Minnesota, and I, I created a digital marketing certificate program there. And that program basically takes professionals who are looking for a career change or looking to boost their skills, and it teaches them a crash course in digital marketing. And at the end, they get certified and, and move on to the workplace. And does this university actually pay money for this? Yeah, I mean it's it's a pretty good business. It's it's a class that we sell out a couple times a year. Yeah. Uh, it lasts for about two or three weeks, and it's it's been a good arrangement for both the university, myself, and for the students. Probably pretty good, just from a branding standpoint. It's probably a pretty good uh, credibility uh, badge for you as well. I suspect. Yeah, absolutely. It was it's my alma mater actually, and oh, so when yeah, they approached me and said, "Hey, I want you to teach here," I was like, "Oh, I didn't even know that I was qualified." And uh, but I always like to get back to my community, and also, I mean, I learned a lot of my skills from the classes I learned in in school as well. And do you get free basketball tickets? Um, yeah, I think you could get free basketball tickets anyway. It's only <laughs> Division three. So, <laughs> all right. So let's uh, enough of this nonsense. Let's talk about Google Analytics. So. You know, everybody has it on their installed on their website. I mean, I see it. I shouldn't say that. Ninety-two percent of the people have it installed on their website, and I, you know, I work with so many small business owners, and and all they can tell you is that they think it's there. Um, is there <laughs> do you, is there advice that you give to people that say, look, okay, you know, put in the code step one, but like, how do you set this thing up so that it's not just this, you know, maze of stuff that that they don't know what it is. Yeah, absolutely. You you hit it spot on because I think it's somewhere in the 85 to 90 percent of website owners have Google Analytics installed. And in order to do that, we've all gone to the same place, which is on Google.com slash analytics. And they say, sign up for an account, put some code on your website. Step three is you just collect enough data that you can magically have insights. And that's that's what they recommend that you do. And that's what everybody does to get started. But they sort of sell the story short. They make it sound like, the, like everything ends once you do that third step, which is to log into your account after you've collected data. But there's actually a few little things that you should do to get the most out of it. The first thing is is that you should make sure that you have goals configured. Now, there's a section in Google Analytics where you can say what your marketing goals are. 
Now, for if you're a small business, for the most part, your goal is going to be somebody filling out your contact form. Or if you're a retail business, it's, it's going and trying to figure out what your store hours are or when your store is open. If you're selling stuff online, the goal is going to be that they made a purchase. It, it basically is just training Google Analytics to recognize what makes you successful. Yeah, and I think that, that that's, you know, the sad thing about it is, um, and, and I'm sure you can do it in your sleep now, but, you know, I tell people that all the time and they go on there and they go, well, where are the goals? Right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. I, I think, it's I think it's sort of buried sort of in there. It's it, right? hidden. <laughs> and it's, it's sad because it's such a fundamental step. It ought to be, you know, a pop-up box ought to come up after you log in and say, have you set up any goals? Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny because you're right. I mean, I've had 7,000 plus people go through my class and... I always, I, the first day, I don't even tell them how to, I don't even tell them how to set these things up because they're afraid they're going to break things and I just want to get their confidence up there. But it is sort of scary to set up a goal because you need to go to the administrator section. You need to have, make sure that you have the right, the rights to do this. Yeah. And you think you could yeah. screw up your data and you actually can. Yeah, right. You can configure these things and, and can mess up data. So it does get scary and you think Google would make it easier. But, but ultimately that's, that's sort of why I have my programs for training is because it just gets you over that hump for the scary parts. Yeah. You, you, you make a living out of Google's confusion, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So, so let's talk a little bit about the goals though, because I think a lot of times, you know, again, somebody thinks goals will, my goal is I want more business. And I think it's um, it's really crucial to kind of break it down to micro goals. Like what would be steps or actions that people would take that might hint at the fact that they could become a customer? Would would you say that that's kind of an accurate way to look at it? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, it's it's easy for me to say you should configure Google Analytics to recognize when somebody fills out your contact form. Right. But if you're in a situation where that happens once a month, then it's probably not a big effort to do that. And it's probably not going to give you that much insights. So there's other things you can track as well to, to be indicators of success. So we call them like micro goals or just steps along the way. So yep. you might not have a lot of people filling out your contact form, but you might get people downloading this free PDF that you put out there, a white paper, whatever you've invested your time into creating, you could track that. I just did one. I, I did a product launch for one of my things and I, I tracked how many people played the video, how many people made it 25% of the way through the video, 50% all the way to 100%, and then I was able to track how many people made it all the way through. And so basically anything that you do in your marketing perspective, there's a measurement component to it. And what you want to do is you want to make sure that if you're spending any effort at all creating marketing programs, creating a reason for somebody to come to your website or to engage with you, you want to have a measurement plan to go along with it. So it doesn't need to be complex. It should be about as complex as your marketing strategy in the first place. Well, and I think a lot of times people will say, okay, I've got a measurement plan. I'm measuring lots of stuff. I'm getting lots of data. But it, it really, the point of view sometimes I think that people miss is that the reason to collect this stuff is so you can get better. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I read a great analogy the other day. It said, imagine if you uh, played golf, but you only practiced at night when it was pitch black. And, and so you got no feedback on whether or not the ball was going straight or far or anywhere. You know, there would be no chance for you to get better. And I think that that's what happens when people don't, set up these goals and collect data, it's like it's like playing golf in, in the dark. You can't possibly get better. Yeah, absolutely. You can't really compare what happened in the past to what's going to happen in the future. You can't predict things. You can't optimize your budget. You can't optimize your efforts. What I always try to tell people is to look at it as basically 80-20-ing your efforts. Yeah. And so analytics helps you figure out what the 20% of your efforts are that, that deliver 80% of your results. Now, yes, you might have fewer results if you focused only on analytics, but it also makes you much more efficient. So one of the things that 
is powerful about uh, analytics um, is, especially the free version of analytics, is the, the, the dizzying number of reports and configurations of those reports. How do you help somebody kind of break it down and say, here are the three or four things we should be looking at? Yeah, for sure. So beyond goals, um, the, re the reason why Google Analytics exists is, and the reason why it's free is because they they were the Google AdWords advertising platform, pay per click platform. What they determined was not enough people were going to spend money on pay per click if they didn't know what was happening on their website. And so, in order to know, in order to get people to spend more money with pay per click advertising, they gave away a free website analytics tool to measure how things were working. And so, because it was sort of like when I first started in this 2005, you had to have an AdWords account in order to even get into Google Analytics. It was like a, a you have to have this in order to get that type arrangement. And so it's still the tightest integration between products. So one of the things you want to do is you want to make sure that if you're running any paid advertising through Google, that you hook that into Google Analytics and make sure they're integrated tightly. And then it gives you just a whole wealth of information about your campaigns, whether it's paid search or remarketing or any type of campaign you're running, display advertising. You can measure that in analytics. Then, and then there's other integrations with Google products that are probably the next, like it would be 1A that you'd want to do if step one was PPC. You'd want to measure Google search console. So you'd actually hook it into Google's search console and you'd do, this, you'd do something similar for your organic search results. So these two reports, configuring them, allows you to have a pretty good idea and, and some granularity around your traffic generation efforts through Google. Yeah, and, and a lot of times I'll work with folks that we really have kind of a primary goal in mind for the business. And and sometimes if you have that, you can then go to Google and say, okay, how could we measure our results in that? So, for example, uh, we had a client that was spending way too much on pay-per-click but because mainly because they were getting no organic traffic. And so our overall objective was to increase their organic traffic and dec significantly decrease their paid spend without significantly increase, decreasing their paid traffic, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. And yeah. so with that sort of plan in mind, you know, we could go to certain reports and, and I'll, I'll, I'll throw it to you to, as a quiz. How would you measure that? How would you measure whether your, your yeah, efforts what, what of, of reducing just, yeah, PPC is, is impacting yeah. organic? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I, I obviously traffic is, is what everybody looks at from a first perspective is just overall how many people are coming in. So if you're getting 10,000 visits from PPC, for example, and that's, that's somewhat commensurate with your budget as well. And you cut that down, you might get fewer visits from PPC, but if you look at your organic search reports, you see how many people are coming in from search. Right. If that's increasing, then you can sort of do on a timeline, you can compare side by side, you can do segmentation and you can say, how's my pay performing compared to my organic you can look at the two together and see if the total is is higher and basically you would just do some kind of comparison between what you know your baseline for where you were at before and then compare it to what you've achieved since you made the changes yeah so looking at the channels report um is is really a great tool and and one of the things i love is you can also do let me look at first quarter 2016 versus first quarter 2017 so you can really come up with, um, like you said, some progress uh, uh, reports. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and actually, the cool thing is, and this is a, a tip that I like to tell anybody who is sort of a casual user of Google Analytics, they realize that it's important, but they're not necessarily sure if they're going to take the efforts to log in every day or if, they don't, if they're not, they don't look at trends. I There's a free tool out there called Quill Engage, and that one allows you to sign up 
with with their account, and then it will send you a report every week or every month or both if you want to let you know how you're doing compared to previous month, previous week, and it tells you growth trends. And it's it's basically like a outsourced analyst that you can use, and it's a free tool just to get started. So you mentioned a tool that um, I was going to bring up, and I, I may sink the entire show here uh, if <laughs> by doing so. But so you mentioned, <clears throat> forgive me, I'm. For those of you that have heard my last couple of shows, you know I'm still recovering from a cold. But uh, the uh, you mentioned AdWords and analytics integration. What about Search Console and integration? And then, like, let me really kill the show and Tag Manager and integration. Yeah, absolutely. So Search Console, yeah, it's it's a great integration that I would recommend everybody sets up. It's it's very painless. You just need to verify that you own the website in your search console account. So if you've already done that, it's just linking the two. If you haven't done it yet, you can actually use your Google Analytics administrator access to verify that you own the website. Um, I've, I've written extensively about it. There's a lot of articles out there. We can maybe link to them in the show notes as well. well. But setting up search console, it basically tells you the data that Google wants to tell you about what search queries are popular for your site, but more importantly, what landing pages are more, more granular, what landing pages are driving traffic. So which pages on your site are getting the most organic search traffic? Yeah, and there's a lot in there. I mean, it'll show you position for the search terms for those pages. I mean, tell me this, and maybe you don't know the answer. Why why are those two separate places? The reports? Uh, Because it's it's actually not part of the data you collect for Google Analytics. Okay. And so the reason... Basically, the data you collect from Google Analytics is all collected through a JavaScript snippet, which which you can run through Google Tag Manager, which you mentioned, or you can just place the code on your website. And that JavaScript collects all kinds of data based on somebody's browser, their location, what pages they view, the cookies on their machine, all kinds of crazy behind-the-scenes stuff, probably getting a little bit more advanced than we need to. But that that's all collected and then stored in your reports. Well, Google Search Console is actually collected not via the same method. It's not collected via JavaScript. It's actually just a, a reporting mechanism into another absolutely different Google database, and that's their SEO database or their or their webmaster database, essentially. And so the reason why the data is not really linked very well together or it's just loosely linked is because it's 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 a butting up two different data sources from two different systems. Uh, but But definitely when combined, I think some terrific insights. Yeah, absolutely. When you combine the two and you have this level of, of granular data, as, as, you know, as, as granular as you can get with the data, you can then start to make better decisions. Yep. So search traffic is good, but search traffic that converts is better. And that's where these two combined can help you out. So you mentioned Tag Manager, and I don't know if you can just briefly give somebody a high level what that is. I mean, obviously, you do entire trainings on, yeah. on that tool. So give us a kind of how that relates maybe to this uh, puzzle, and then you can tell people about how to get training on it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So in general, tracking things on the Internet is not difficult, but every single th- every single advertising that you – every piece of advertising you do, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or Google or Pinterest, whatever, whatever you're advertising, in order to for them to measure your results, they're going to ask you to put something on your site, a piece of code. We call them tags. Or just put this little tag or this little pixel on your site, and we're going to be and we'll be able to track our advertising efforts and give you reports and tell you your return on your investment. Now they all say that this is harmless thing to put that on there, but it ends up being like death by a thousand cuts because if you're putting a pixel for every single system, you might have 10, 20, 30 different pieces of JavaScript 
bloating down your website or making it run slowly or or just code that you don't understand what it means or it could just it could break your website. And so Google Tag Manager is almost like a Rolodex of the different tags you want to do. You put you put them in there, and then Google handles the delivery of them. They make sure that it's done in a valid way so you don't break your website. They make sure that it, it runs after all of the front-end pieces of your site load, so after the whole website loads. Then Google will end up sending out this data. And so it's, it's basically just like this super tool that handles all these little seemingly small pieces of code, and it just handles it for you. And one of the advantages, the main advantage is that instead of having to talk to your website owner, your website developer, webmaster, whatever you want to call it, instead of having to let them know every time you want to add a tag or remove one because you stopped using a system, you just put it into Google Tag Manager and you can publish it yourself. So you can get it out on the web without having to talk to a somebody who, to write code in order to make it work. I suppose a couple other benefits is on on like a system like WordPress, it, allow, it makes it easier to inject kind of page by page code too, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You can do so many things. I mean, there, we're finding all kinds of new hacks for Google Tag Manager, um, even like the SEO community is starting to find some really cool uses of it that, that I never even imagined. So it's going beyond just managing your advertising tags and it's starting to become people's like, like basically the CMS of JavaScript. Yeah. It's like the content management system for anybody's scripts they want to run. And I suspect it might potentially have some impact on the speed of your site load. Yeah, I mean, it, it only can I mean, be it only can be faster all, because I mean, they they yeah. load it asynchronously. Yeah. So I know that's that's like a big term to use, but basically the code on your website, whether the the HTML or the JavaScript, it's all read from top to bottom. And what asynchronous means is they they make it so that it runs at the bottom. Yeah. So even though it shows up early, it just runs at the bottom, and that makes your site faster because it doesn't block any of the front end pieces that you would see as a user. So let's jump to another really uh, goofy topic, um, and that is referral spam. Have you found a good way to get rid of it? Again, uh, just just to set that up, uh, there's a lot of for some for bad reasons, some just because they can. <laughs> there's a lot of traffic that's coming to a lot of people's websites uh, that has nothing to do with anything. Uh, shows up as referral traffic from other sites, but a lot of it's just just garbage. Uh, and so a lot of analytics folks spend a lot of time just writing scripts and you know different things to get rid of that. Have you found a great way to to kind of fence that in? Yeah, so so I'm very outspoken on this topic. I've gotten yelled at by my friends at Google several times because of this, um, because I sort of stir the pot. Because I think that the only real solution is to have Google just fix it and to eliminate all the bad stuff. Yeah. Now, it's not something you can really be proactive with because it's like whack-a-mole. Uh -huh. So you could basically say, oh, this is spam now, and then block that spam, but it's it's already in your system. So the only way to truly be proactive with it with the current incarnation of spam, and it's going to keep on changing, is what people are implementing is something called the host name filter, where the only way that they're going to count traffic to their site is if the URL in the URL bar is their main domain name. So mine's jefflytics.com. I could create a host name to only include if it's jefflytics.com. And what this would do is it would prevent bots or headless browsers, essentially, from sending data into the system. Is there any danger, but it, danger in underreporting okay. doing that? Tons, tons and tons of danger because it would it would eliminate any third party systems you use Google Analytics on. It would it would maybe break your iframes. It could do all kinds of different uh in unintended consequences. Yeah. So it's not it's like an advanced solution to a basic problem. 
the basic problem is that Google should just fix it. <laughs> and so, so I, I don't even, I usually don't even recommend a solution. People want to know if I know the solution. Yes, I do. I don't recommend implementing it because it's like you could break other things. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your uh, 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 an asset that you've developed that I know gets a lot of attention, the periodic table of Google Analytics. You want to explain that and tell people where they might Yeah, sure. It? Yeah, so I, I had mentioned earlier I, I, I do this in teaching, and, and you had mentioned my university, but I also teach at a, like a training institute in Minneapolis as well. And after about 200 people went through the class, I realized that I was trying to talk about like all the different parts to a spaceship. And sometimes they just needed to see a picture of what the spaceship looked like when it was assembled. And I was like, okay, well, how do I visualize this? How do I turn this, this really complex thing we're talking about and make it in a familiar way? And I was like, oh, well, let's just use the periodic table of, of the elements, but make it specific to what you can do in Google Analytics. And so I started just going through all the different reports that I use all the time, all the different configuration options, and I created this this piece of content slash repository called the Periodic Table of Google Analytics. And it's just like a downloadable PDF you can use to test your own knowledge of Google Analytics to see if there's anything you've missed, or just to be inspired and think, oh, wow, I didn't know that I could do all these things within that program. And and is it like a bit like the um, <clears throat> original uh, table where you're finding new elements? Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly like I I update it about once every two years, and in between that, Google makes about a hundred updates, <laughs> right. and so it's it's always changing and always evolving. Um, I try to stick with the major things that people can use rather than just trying to go for everything. Right. But I would say that you know by the time that it's printed out, it's already out of date because yes, new things come out all the time. So tell people where they can find out more about Jeffalytics and uh, your courses, and uh, you even do some live in-person uh, training in Minneapolis. Yeah, absolutely. So I, my website is jeffalytics.com, and on there you can find my blog, you can find the periodic table of Google Analytics, you can find links to all my courses. Now I have three online courses. One teaches Google AdWords, one teaches Google Analytics, the other one teaches you how to start your own agency business, like if you want to provide services to people. And there are are all linked on the homepage there. And then basically, yeah, I do those online programs. Those are sort of the, the next generation from my in-person ones, but I still really love the in-person teaching. So I do that a couple times a year in my home state and hometown in Minneapolis. And so I, I love to teach people all these things. I want to make sure that, you know, people who look at their analytics, I don't want them to be scared of it. I want them to be empowered by it. I want people to start thinking about how, if they're making these marketing efforts, how they're going to measure it and then be confident in the measures they have. Awesome. Jeff, thanks for joining us today. And uh, we will share lots of links in the show notes to some of the things Jeff mentioned. And uh, hopefully next time I'm up in uh, Minneapolis area, we can bump into each other. Sounds great, John. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. I wonder if you could do me a favor. Could you leave an honest review on iTunes? Your ratings and reviews really help, and I promise I read each and every one. Thanks.